from WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today we're diving into the fall movie season, or as I call it, Oscar season. Today, I'm joined by City Newspaper writer and critic Adam Lubito. It's always good to see you, Adam. Thanks for allowing me back. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Behave, and I may have you back again. Uh, My second guest is film score expert and little super fan, (laughs) official titles on all his business cards, Matt DeTurk. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, first off, uh, we can't talk about the fall movie season in Rochester without touching upon something you two have been working on, uh, working quite hard on, I would, I would imagine, yeah, uh, yes. kind of a passion project, uh, which is the best kind of passion project, a film festival. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the inaugural Anomaly Film Fest? Yeah, um, we are a new genre film festival um, showing um, contemporary independent Horror, science fiction, fantasy, action, dark comedy. And, and the indescribable. The indescribable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, they're, I'm a huge fan of genre movies. And I so it started as a sort of a selfish endeavor. I was like, I want to see these movies. <laughs> and a lot of the independent stuff doesn't end up coming to Rochester. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to bring them here. And that's kind of how it started. And it's something I had been thinking about for years and talking about to Matt incessantly and annoying him until he was like, you know what? Just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, now we have an amazing group of organizers who are all just as equally passionate about not just films, but genre films. Um, so it's been, it has, yeah, as you said, a passion project, but it's definitely been a labor of love trying to like put it together. Um, but I'm really, really excited about what we're putting together. Um, and uh, we've, we've currently, as of this recording, we've announced <laughs> four films um, and in uh, just in like a week later from this point. So early October, we'll be announcing the full festival lineup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's a wide range of films, right? There's one about a killer dress. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Some comedy in there. Yeah. Um, we've yeah. got, the idea was to have, yeah, something for everyone. Um, so no matter if you like the, the scary stuff, if you want something a little funny, something a little sweet, we've, we've got it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying for as they're all contemporary. Also, we're not, um, we're not showing, um, you know, any pre-existing stuff, like everything has been, you know, is within like 2018, 2019. Um, So yeah, in that case, it's very much what we can find that we think is an awesome film that also fits within the wide berth of stuff we're trying to pull from. (laughs) So what if, if uh, one of our millions of listeners are uh, listening in and they, and they want to know more about the festival, where can they go? Uh, They can go to anomalyfilmfest.com. Um, we are also on social media at Anomaly Film Fest on all your favorite platforms. <laughs> um, and then come on down uh, November 8th through 10th is our actual, is the dates of our festival at the Cinema Theater. So follow them on MySpace. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. see it. It's my favorite platform. I our Google Plus page is just The diehard fans are all on MySpace. Yeah. By the way, one of your team members, I think it was Vanessa, had tweeted out uh, Alex Trebek saying, genre? Oh, genre? Yeah. Yes. And now, uh, how did he say it? Was, it I was don't even know. Genre. Yeah, it was like, like I can't know. I can't, it's like his genre. mouth is closed. Like, yeah. genre. So now every time you said that, I was thinking that to myself, and I was laughing. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. 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 One other note. Anomaly... Do, 
I always have trouble spelling it. Am I? <laughs> is that just me or did you? No, it's not. Just okay. You, we didn't think it was going to be an issue, but no. we have heard that more times and we're like, okay, good to know. Like, it's apparently a very common, a very common problem. It's so the A and the O. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. I keep flipping them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, yeah. I think I got it down now. I just, I wanted to know if you guys had that problem too. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll be like looking like, it up or, and they're like, I can't. I can't spell it. What's wrong with me? Hopefully, after our first year, people will have that down and it won't be a problem anymore. You don't need to know how to spell anyway. Just let you know if they have good November channels. 8th through 10th, just so show up. Yeah, whatever you know, all. whatever you're seeing, I don't I don't care if you know the name, just yeah, show up. Can, as long as you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we'll, we'll move on to the, the fall movies. Uh, a lot of good ones coming up. Uh, it's really such a fantastic time of year. I love it. Uh, a lot of films that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Adam, you saw at the Toronto Film Festival, TIFF, uh, including Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, your number one pick uh, that you wrote in your dispatch from TIFF in City Newspaper uh, was Parasite. Now, I know ranking films is is difficult. It could be hard to do. Uh, what made yeah. Parasite at the top of this list? Yeah, well, I will first say, yes, it is incredibly difficult, especially <laughs> coming out of a film festival where I ended up seeing... 26 movies Mm -hmm. over the course of six days and (laughs) even just keeping them straight immediately and then nevertheless you know trying to actually rank them and decide which one was my favorite but that being said uh parasite was kind of the no contest winner because it was just it's such a blast to watch um it's the new film from bong joon ho um director of uh snowpiercer uh the host um it's also one of those that I feel like the less you know about it going in, the better. But it's about two families in South Korea, one very wealthy and one not so much. And the relationship that develops between the two families. And I think that's all you need to know going in. (laughs) I like those movies where it's like, that's all you need to know. And and the trailer kind of gives the same mysterious vibe where I'm like, I don't know exactly what this is about, but it looks really good. I trust the talent in this. I want to see it. Especially, yeah, watching it with an audience at TIFF. They were just, the story develops in ways that you don't expect. And just hearing, like, a excited audience react to all the places that that story goes was just uh, so much fun. And that's, as I say, building off of what you were saying, Scott, like, I, I like trailers and I appreciate, like, the art of, like, condensing a film down into a trailer. But at the same time, like, I haven't seen the Parasite trailer yet. And I'm purposely not going to seek it out. Like if I if I end up seeing it in front of something, I'm not going to be upset. But like I haven't seen it, and because I keep hearing, you know, mostly from Adam, that I just, <laughs> like that you don't you just know as little as possible. I was like, okay, I want to see it. I'm just going in like without like seeking out the trailer for it. Yeah, as long as you know you want to see it, you don't need any more. You don't exactly. need to be sold. Exactly. More. They already have my money. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to know more. Yeah, I just keep seeing mysterious stuff. Like I said something about a peach, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> You, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and I do believe we'll be getting that at the little um, part of the fall schedule is it, these movies change so often. We never know set times, um, which are questions I get a lot, which I would like to answer for people. I don't know. <laughs> I know at some point in the fall, it'll be at the little. You can watch it and it'll probably be nominated for an Oscar. So, yeah, <laughs> so you I, can see it. I think it will. Do you think it'll just be in the? Well, I know they changed the name of it, but the former foreign language category. Yeah, I think it's international, international. feature. Yeah. yeah. I, people have been talking about maybe it'll break into other categories. Um, I would love it to. I think it deserves it. But I think it's at least that category. I'm pretty sure it's a lock. 
Okay. Uh, Matt, any of that your movies you're looking forward to seeing this fall? Uh, <laughs> he, was always, drink water. he was reaching for the water, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. Actually, I wanted to tell a joke right as you were taking a sip, and then you do a spit take, and it'd be hilarious. And Well, then we should start doing a video podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spit takes work awesome on radio. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll ruin the, the microphones in the connection studio where we record this. They're like, who let that guy do a podcast in here? <laughs> um, the thing I am by by far looking forward to the most is The Lighthouse, um, which is uh, the new film from director Robert Eggers, who did The Witch. Um, and it just, I loved The Witch so much. Like, it just, it ticked so many boxes for me that I was already like, whatever his next film is, I am excited to see. And then to find out, that it is a black and white film with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two lighthouse keepers, which in just looks... 1890s New England. Yeah. like Slowly going mad inside a lighthouse. Yeah. I was like, everything, <laughs> again, it is ticking every box for me. Like, I was like, I am here for this. Yeah. So. That's one I, where I don't need more than that either. I'm like, no. I'm going to go crazy. It looks like a 1950s film, yes. at least from the trailer, is, yeah. is what I'm going by. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm sold on that one, too. That is also one that's where, like, I was I was already in, and then I did see the trailer, and I was like, yep, this is not that I needed more confirmation, but I was like, absolutely, 100%. Here we go. <laughs> like, have yeah. you seen that one, Adam? I have not. Oh, okay. So I am just as excited to see that one as, as Matt is. I like to say that you waited for me so that you <laughs> could see it with me, but I don't <laughs> think that's what actually happened. <laughs> so our next podcast is actually we're going to go live from a lighthouse. We're just going to oh. go up there and see who goes crazy first. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, Which I, I'm saying that as a joke, but actually I kind of love that idea and want to do that. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into. Let's Just do who this. knows what sea creatures out there? We'll, we'll find out. Uh, so yeah, that's from Robert Eggers again, who did the witch. Now, is it the witch or is it the the vitch, the VV, <laughs> which I don't like writing out. <laughs> I this gets into those online debates with people that I feel like ultimately aren't necessarily important, sort of a thing. But I say it's the witch because. Like with most words where people pronounce things differently and start world wars online about them, I won't name I any words. Into that, no, no. Um, I'm going with the person who named it, and Robert Eggers says it's the witch. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I took that as just sort of a stylistic typographic choice on the poster. Yes. Not, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. whenever I write it out, I just write Plus, it the once witch. I said it with the V's, I realized V's and B's sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, what? What did he just say? Did he besmirch Robert Eggers? Come on. <laughs> So, Adam, any other ones that you're uh, looking forward to that you haven't seen? Um, I technically... You can drink your water, by the way, not Matt, if you would like. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I feel like uh, The Lighthouse is my number one. Oh, I'm also looking forward to uh, Little Women, which I don't think has played anywhere yet. I don't think I don't think it did any of the fall like big film festivals, um, but that's an adaptation of... Uh, the classic novel uh, by Greta Gerwig and has an amazing cast. Um, Meryl Streep, um, Laura Dern, um, Florence Pugh, Emma Watson, and, oh, yes. I was going to say, and Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Ladybird yeah. reunion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I'm curious to see what Greta Gerwig does with that. 
Yeah. And that's another one. All you have to, like, just the pitch, it's like, oh, just hearing who's involved. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I don't need anything else. And again, I think all these movies would be at the little. I don't know for certain. Uh, so no one, like, bring this podcast back to me if we don't get it. <laughs> uh, but if you're listening, thelittle.org will have updates. And you'll know before it plays if it's here. Don't, <laughs> don't you worry. Uh, any other ones that you did see, Adam, that you were – that you'd like to talk about or you think will really resonate with people? Knives Out, Knives Out, Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd say Knives Out, too. I was say Knives Out was great. Um, that's Ryan Johnson's murder mystery, also with an amazing all-star cast. Um, is a ton of fun. Um, just, yeah. that's. I like fun so movies. That's I Hot lo- take. Fun like, movies are good. Yeah. <laughs> I love you know. me, like, a nicely, like tight scripted murder mystery i don't know i don't know what it is it's too much time playing clue as a kid or something i'm not (laughs) sure but like just i love nothing more than like big house like ton of kind of ton of interesting character actors like put together i just no who done it is so good love who done it yeah i think it's clue it is you play clue Clue. you watch the movie clue (laughs) no i don't know i i've been telling people i don't i i feel like i've been saying like telling people that like it's not it's interesting and in that like you expect a whodunit but it's not quite that because early on you know who done it and so then it becomes a kind of why done it and <laughs> how done it and it's really interesting and in how it kind of plays with the formula i'm here and for I, it done it yeah, because <laughs> I I paused because I'm like I don't, it's kind of a spoiler but not really because it's early on like I said within the first few minutes you you know who done it mm-hmm. and it kind of goes yeah. from there. I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm down for anything Ryan Johnson does. He actually tweeted at me before. What? Uh, yeah, as I, I um I was writing for a pop culture site, Pop Cultureology. Uh, one of my friends started it, uh, and my first post was how I like to see movies by myself. I like to go do it um, because it's it's and it's I think it's kind of in a weird way people think it's something bad, but it's like you watch movies by yourself at home. It's, it can yeah. be really freeing to go see it. So the first one I saw by myself was Ryan Johnson's movie Looper. Um, oh, I saw it when I was working at a newspaper. So I had weird hours. I went on a Monday after I'd been out a few weeks in Canandaigua, and I was the only one in the theater, um, which was really amazing being the only one in the theater. I'm like, did I silence my phone? listener i did not <laughs> i did not was i like guffawing aloud loudly along and be like bruce willis way to go i was <laughs> so i wrote a blog post about it and i i tagged him in it and then he responded he's like i love seeing movies by myself and then later he did a star wars film and and then blew up and got a bunch of like <laughs> angry fanboys uh rage from them but uh he's the man and yeah. That's my point here. I've been telling people that I, I read an interview with him after Knives Out was at TIFF, and I wish I could remember which site it was at now because I would like to give credit, but I don't remember. Is it Uprocks? Oh, maybe. Um, we'll say it's Uprocks. Sure. Give them credit. Um, <laughs> give them credit. I'm not going to fact check this at all, so <laughs> we'll just roll with it. <laughs> um, but the interviewer mentioned at one point, because Ryan Johnson talked about how much he loved making Knives Out, and the interviewer was like, would you make another one? And he was like, absolutely. He was like, I would love to make a whole series of these. And either he or the interviewer said at the end of it that they thought that it would be really funny if at the end of his career, it would be like, oh, this Agatha Christie style 
filmmaker who also happened to make a Star Wars movie. And like <laughs> that was like the end of his life. And he was like, I'm on board with this. That sounds great. <laughs> like, well, his movie, his whole catalog is so diverse. I mean, you yeah. have Brick, you have Looper, you know, the Star Wars movie. I, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, do, can you remember, so I was trying to think the rest of the cast, and it's Daniel Craig. Do you remember off the top of your head, like, some of the other names? And I felt it was a pretty uh, pretty all-star cast. Yeah, right? uh, Christopher Plummer's in there, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Chris Evans. <laughs> um, Chris Evans is a listener of the podcast, so. I, can say, I know, the wide fan base of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Johnson is, too, obviously. I just, I thought that went without saying. You know, obviously, yeah. he's listening. He tweeted at me. <laughs> Why would he not be listening? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great cast that all get really fun parts to play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, another one that I think will be huge, uh, and we start playing the trailer, and I, I tear up just from the trailer, and it was similar to a hit that we had last summer at The Little. Uh, this is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Tom Hanks becomes Mr. Rogers. And I saw this was on your top 10, also from uh, from the Toronto Film Festival, Adam. Uh, can you give us just a little, your thoughts on this quickly? Yeah, um, I was surprised how much I liked it. And it's not quite the movie you expect it to be. It's less about uh, Mr. Rogers himself than about the reporter uh, played by Matthew Rice. Um, of the Americans. Yes, um, who's who's kind of profiling him for uh, assignment at a magazine. Um, it's more about him and sort of how Mr. Rogers' worldview affects him. And it's just, it's really sweet. Um, and Mariel Heller is the director. And I just think she's great. Um, she said, uh, can you ever forgive me last year? And uh, yeah, it just, I really loved it. And it, yeah, it kind of surprised me and made me teary and Warm and fuzzy, which is exactly what you want <laughs> yeah. from a movie about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Matt, are you going to be wearing a cardigan to this movie? Oh, my gosh. I would love to wear a cardigan. I'll have to get a cardigan. I was going to say, do you have a cardigan? No, I did get a cardigan. Just, not just for this. I, I kind of thought it would be a nice fall style choice. That's, I, um, felt, I felt like guilty when we went and we saw the, the previous Mr. Rogers film. Um, and uh, won't you I, be my neighbor? Thank you. That's I was like, I was like, please, someone help me there. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have one to wear when we went to that, you know, preview. Yeah, and I noticed. So. Yes. <laughs> I see. So this was I real. did make note of it. <laughs> this was Matt. Have you rectified that wrong since why? last year? <laughs> why do you not have a cardigan? You hate Mr. Rogers. Is that the reason why? I just like the idea of that movie playing and Scott standing in the corner of the theater just watching you and glaring angrily the me, fact you're not wearing a cardigan. It's just me sinking down in the seat going, I'm sorry. Like, that's not very neighborly, Matt. <laughs> could bring a tiger puppet. Like, we can we can move on that. That would be acceptable. So, That'd okay, be a yeah. good choice. <laughs> okay, good. That we can make happen. I'm, I'm glad you met. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, that, I was going to make. taking a. Deep breath, like you were. You had something. I was going to make to a really random segue into cats, but <laughs> <laughs> you say somebody had to bring it up at some point, and then you'd listen back to this. You're like, Scott, I noticed my segment on cats was cut. Is the there a thirty-minute diatribe about that movie? <laughs> why was that cut? No, I can't have a diatribe about it because I've. Oh, that's true. I, because recently, this year, I finally had to have a discussion with Adam where I was like what is this musical about? Because I did not know and I've never heard like the complete like soundtrack to it. Um, sorry, cast recording. Um, but uh, I 
I just wanted to bring it up because like I'm despite like everyone being like terrified of the trailer and also of like the film itself and what it's going to be yada 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 I'm actually I'm interested in it for a very specific reason and it's um I got a chance to talk to one of the graphic designers who worked on the props and textures of the different design of the film and she talked about having to make textures for like the hat boxes but then she's like, I can't design them, you know, itty bitty postage stamp style because they're going to be blown up so that actual humans can get in- into them <laughs> and talked about how like detailed she had to make stuff because it was going to be seen at such a gigantic scale. And so I'm still kind of terrified of the film itself, but I'm really interested to see it because I really am interested to see like how much work went into building these physical props for all of the actors in their green screen leotards to get into like, that is the positive that has come out of the movie coming out. That you have learned so much about Cats the musical. I have learned so much about it beyond just you're the song all the memory. better for it. <laughs> no, 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 you are. Oh, okay. I could tell you were just you're like oh, we got to talk about Cats. Like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> just burning a whole. You're gonna go twenty minutes in this podcast and not talk about Cats. What is going? It's on? going to be such a mystery to me because again, how have I avoided it for this many years? Like I don't know. I guess I don't know too much about it either. I mean, I don't, I, but I was very curious after watching the trailer, um, <laughs> which did not get the reception that I think they wanted. But it'll do well in the box. I, well, I respect I, them yeah. for running with it. Like they took that response and they were just like, "Sure, we are going to take." People are talking about the movie, and we will take that. What yeah. were people expecting? I mean, that's that's what it is, right? People dressed up as cats. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I, I don't know. It's clearly, again, not sure how I've avoided it all these years, but. I am very skeptical, but I'm so intrigued. So. I feel like that's the proper way to go into cats. <laughs> skeptical, but intrigued. Shout out to the great cats be my cat. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> so anyway, what, what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway. And I, I'm going to edit. <laughs> I'm going to edit this. So that whole cat's part is gone. And they're like, oh, that was the next question. That was a good flow. I'm just kidding. I'll never get rid of the cat stuff. But I was going to say, I was uh, I was happy you mentioned Marielle Heller as the director of that. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me it was so good. Yeah. Here's the letter. Was... <laughs> I do like that you literally went right back to free yeah. cats. Not even a new time. So when we cut it out, it'll just flow yeah, so well. Seamless. Yeah. Like Mary, speaking of cats fans, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about the director. Uh, but Can You Ever Forgive Me was such a good movie. And I feel looking at some of these fall films, you do see a lot more directors who are women, which is good. I mean, that's something we try to do a lot at The Little, um, which I think is important to see more diversity. And there are a lot. Now, I, I can't think off the top of my head other ones that are directed by women, but I know there, there's quite a few. And uh, I think that, that was just another reason why I think The uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood really was one that I'm circling. And uh, just with that WXXI connection, too, we're always excited for it. At the little. Uh, so any others that you guys want to uh, talk about here? I say you, the one you were pointing out, I'm excited to see Harriet, which I wasn't able to see at TIFF, um, the Harriet Tubman biopic. Um, the number one thing I keep saying about it is I'm shocked that literally this is our first Harriet Tubman biopic. Like, yeah, which is bonkers. How have we gotten this far like, and not had one? And I believe that the answer is uh, terrible injustice because that sucks. But I'm so excited to see it because I'm going to mispronounce her last name. But Cynthia Erivo. Erivo, thank you. I just think is awesome. So I'm so excited to see her in this role. And that comes out 
I, no, I was taking a drink of water there. <laughs> you caught me in the middle. I'm like, oh, no, i got to get my transition. Uh, so that comes out November 1st. That's a pretty solid date. And we are getting that at the little, too. Oh, awesome. So. I, I was with you. I'm like, how has there not been a movie about Harry Dummett? Could that uh, be yeah. correct? It's, uh, it, it makes me... It, Honestly, like I said, quote injustice, but like I'm, it honestly makes me very angry. <laughs> like yeah. generally, like a studio system and in Hollywood in general that we, again, I understand there are a lot of like we, we're already like we don't want more remakes, but I'm like, how is this the first Harriet Tubman? Pick? Yeah, it makes me mad. So, anyway, I'm very excited no. for it though. <laughs> that, that's one that people have been um, asking about the most too. Like, are you guys getting Harriet? Are you doing this? And we uh, we recently got the posters. We were able to get a set. Uh, start date for it, which I nice. think is not going to be too. I think it'll be November first, awesome. uh, which is nice to know that in advance, and it's nice to know that we're getting it. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, any others before we move on? That we uh, there's so many good ones that you have on your list. I'm, I'm sure we can't fit them all, but actually, I will mention a few that we're going to be getting this month. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is one. Um, have you seen that one? I have. Okay, do you want to talk about, about that a little bit? <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, Taika Waititi's uh, World War II comedy drama um, about a young boy. <laughs> so, much than I so Matt, I'm gonna. Since they can't see us, Matt is going over to the water cooler and pouring water. So if it sounds like you just hear the flowing of liquid in the background of this podcast, so filling the studio with water. <laughs> Like, what is that? Is someone going to the bathroom in the corner of the studio? I don't know. You're just getting water. My cat segment, I'll show you. (laughs) He's just splashing water, getting angry. Things are getting totally unruly here. It was inevitable. This is good. We like to have fun on the movies in a microphone podcast. I think that's what we stress here. I do want Matt to do a spit take. No, I'm refusing. It's always my goal. I try to get my girlfriend, Meg. I'm like, I'm going to get you to do a spit take, and I have not yet. So so if I can get get anyone, if I can get a guest on the podcast to do it, that's a win in my book. Absolutely. That's why she and I get along. We're both like, Scott's always trying to make it. It's like, why is he obsessed with that? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to talk about cats and. He wants you to spit up water. It's weird. Yeah, we are off the rails. Okay, yeah, <laughs> go on. We're going to edit it all out, and it's going to sound so smooth and, and awesome. <laughs> Do you remember what you were talking about? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Um, yeah, a uh, young boy who is um, kind of on board with being a Nazi and has an imaginary friend who is Adolf Hitler. And, yeah, and then how his sort of worldview expands as things happen and Nazis <laughs> and <laughs> happen Nazis. To, his, to his to the village where he lives. And he sees how that, you know, worldview is enacted in practice and maybe it's not so good. We've been playing that trailer for a while and that gets like the most reaction. Even just the short, I think it's like a minute long trailer yeah. and people laugh about it. And it's from the director. I mean, he did Hunt for the Wilder People, which is one of my favorites. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, and Thor Ragnarok, which is, I think, one of the best <laughs> Marvel movies too. So yeah. another director with a really diverse, like interesting uh, filmography there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I will also toss out, I was a big fan of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I don't know what kind of run that's getting because it will be playing at the Image Out Film Festival uh, in October. Um, it is a period romance um, directed by Celine Siama, um, who I'm a big fan of, um, but it's about a painter 
who is hired to paint a portrait of a young woman without her knowledge because that portrait is going to be sent to her potential husband so he can kind of look at it and judge and decide if he wants to marry her. Um, and she's not wanting to be married, so her mother has kind of commissioned the painter to do paint a portrait without her knowledge. And she does that under the guise of becoming her friend, and the two women end up forming a relationship. And it's just, it's beautiful, and I was a huge fan. It's, yeah, romantic and smart and the two actresses in it are wonderful together and so yeah that was one of my one of my i think i you have it i don't at number two i think i put it up there yeah my my second favorite after parasite yeah um and i'm glad you mentioned image out too is i i'll, I'll be a good transition to uh what i'm talking about next which is uh some stuff coming up uh at the little during the fall uh which is image out comes out which is a festival that runs in october uh, we have a lot of our series uh, really have some strong films. Our our one-take documentary series has a movie that we've been waiting for a while to get, which is Miles Davis, Birth oh, yeah. of the Cool. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen this yet, have I you? I haven't, have no. Yeah, so that's playing uh, October 22nd and 26th at the little, little.org for tickets, uh, which I think is another really important fall one. We haven't talked about the documentaries too much. Um but you know that's always that's always an interesting one too, and I that that's one where I'm wondering it will it be an Oscar nominee. I don't know. <laughs> Who's to find say? out? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did play uh, One Child Nation uh, uh, in August, and Linda Maroney, who is our documentary expert, one take programmer, believes that that movie will be nominated for an Oscar. So, hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we have our Saturday Night Rewind. We team with Fright Rags. This is now the 10th year that The Little has been working with Fright Rags. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh. And they're just, they're the best. It's not the 10th year of Saturday Night Rewind, but we were doing films yeah, before then. That's awesome. Um, and just working with them is amazing. They're, they help us do so many cool stuff. Uh, so throughout October, every Saturday, we're doing the Nightmare and Elm Street movies, mm. uh, starting with Nightmare on Elm Street. The, of course, famous Johnny Depp movie. Uh, <laughs> so that's playing October 5th. Uh, and then one of our traditions here at The Little and Saturday Night Rewind is showing Halloween on 35mm, which we will do on Friday, October 25th. So it's a fri- it's Saturday Night Rewind, but it's on a Friday. So <laughs> it's not confusing. It's it's Halloween. <laughs> I'm going to bring together a couple subjects that we broached, um, but I will also toss out a documentary showing an image out called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, which is about the star of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Mark Patton, um, and how that film kind of affected his career and life. And it's just a fantastic documentary and is showing um, October 12th in the morning. Um, and that night is when uh, Little will be screening Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So you can do a day, I should say double feature throughout the day. That's if a you want to book, bookend yeah. your day with Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I highly recommend. I say, and technically also to tie one more thread, Adam will be introducing both of those films for on behalf of Anomaly. So I will. That's true. <laughs> oh, you did not mention that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the little PR thing. <laughs> Mostly because I have been wanting Saturday Night Rewind to show Nightmare on Elm Street 2 for I don't even know how long. I've been pestering them. But like, show that now. <laughs> and finally it's happening, and I'm so excited. That's the perfect combination, too. And Scream Queen is such a good title, too, for a yeah. documentary. That's... Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good a good Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the image out schedule uh, will be at the little dot org. Also, it's image out dot org. Yep. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I looked it up before I came, and then I, I doubted myself, and I shouldn't have. I'll, uh, I'll just re-record that later so it sounds like me smoothly saying imageout.org. I knew that all along. Uh, so, yeah, they'll be at the Little. Uh, unfortunately, not in our main theater, Theater One, which is still being renovated. It's our restoration project. Uh, we'll reopen in the fall. Uh, unfortunately, not for Image Out. Um, so Image Out will be in the back theaters for you guys going to it. So. 2020 will be little one year. It's going to be open. <laughs> no, 12. no renovations. Yeah. yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a long. It's going to look beautiful. I'm, I'm so excited. excited. Yeah. Yeah. It just is constructions never. As anyone who's renovated their home or anything can attest to, I'm sure it's it's not a fun thing. But the reason I brought that up is because once Little Theater One reopens, uh, it'll be part of our 90th birthday. The Little turns Woo! 90 on Woo! October 17th. Oh, nice. So October 17th, 1929, The Little. Open Serrano de Bergiac was the first film. Um, just like we do today, it was independent foreign language films. It was not the blockbusters, not the popular. It was more of the underdog films, um, which was a lot of silent films at the time. So the little, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, and is one of my favorite facts, uh, went under the mysterious, alluring, dark moniker, The House of Silent Shadows, which Such I love. a good name. Well, actually, in the first program, it was... The House of Shadow Silence, which I don't like as much, but <laughs> later in the twenty years in their twenty year program, they'd change it to the the House of Silent Shadows, which is way cooler, obviously. So I, I go with that one. And like they knew what they were doing when they changed it. They had good PR people back then. Um, so th- I bring this up because the House of Silent Shadows is not just a cool name for a movie theater, but it's also a cool name for a beer. Dun dun dun. That's right. The little is teaming up with Rohrbach here in Rochester. For the House of Silent Shadows, Prohibition Porter, it will taste not like popcorn, which was my original idea. <laughs> and, the, and the beer experts are like, that's a really bad idea. That's going to taste awful. So you can't make a beer taste buttery and popcorn-like, apparently. Hmm. Oh, hmm. Okay. That's so the next... I guess I, yeah, prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, most popular concession stand item for us is the Nanaimo Bar, which is, of course, from Nanaimo, Canada. Uh, it's in British Columbia. It's uh, There's a couple of different ways you could do it. It's chocolate, uh, coconut. Um, ours are from Julep Bake Shop. They have a little walnut in there. Uh, but the beer is going to have coconut in place for the walnut. So it's basically going to taste like a liquid, boozy Nanaimo bar. Uh, if you haven't had a Nanaimo bar, think Almond Joy. It's going to be like a, a boozy Almond Joy is what this beer will taste like. I'm yeah, so I'm excited. excited. Uh, all of my favorite flavors in alcohol form so yeah i'm on board <laughs> and the next podcast we're gonna take a bunch of that beer we're going to a lighthouse <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes and we're recording a drunk lighthouse podcast <laughs> if this doesn't happen i'm gonna be real mad so we're doing this. listeners if you know about an abandoned lighthouse that we can go to do this. <laughs> yes, it doesn't have to be abandoned we can get well it could be haunted we can have oh. some ghosts involved too oh okay Why not? Yeah, sure that's fine yeah. and record it and it could play an anomaly year two the documentary <laughs> of, it'll be blair witch style of <laughs> Because I'll go missing. Oh, and are you guys ready for my next transition? Blair Witch Project is also playing at the little. I was like, I feel like I know where this is going. <laughs> I actually didn't do that on purpose, but that was really that was good. good though, yeah. So Blair Witch Project is one of the horror films we're doing. Uh, it's part of our party, like it's 1999 series, uh, which is kind of my passion project. I've been so excited to. I read um, Best Movie Year Ever, How 1999 Blew Up the Big Screen by Brian Rafferty, uh, which is available at your whatever bookshop is close to you. It's If you're in Rochester, it's in the Monroe County Library System. Highly recommend it. If you Google search 1999 movies, you'll be like, wow, that was a great year. Yeah. It is the best movie year ever. 
it's really cool you're doing a film fest uh, <laughs> <laughs> or film series on it. Um, so Blair Witch Project, Wednesday, October 30th, 6.30 p.m. Details at thelittle.org. Um, you can wander around in woods and film yourself to get prepped for it. We encourage that. We, we will not be held liable if something happens to you. If the Blair uh, witch gets you, not to be confused with Robert Eggers, the witch. Um, I'm, and, I was just going to say, I'm super excited about that because I think I mentioned it to you. I'm almost positive Blair Witch Project was the first movie I ever saw at the Little. You did mention that, which is yeah. really cool. And we're going to yeah. go with that as a fact. <laughs> yeah, we, yes, which we're is doing it. Also, why I should come see it because I only saw it once on DVD years after the fact. I was going to say, yeah. It didn't work on me at all. Like, which Adam loves it. Yeah. So I feel you have to yeah. see it in a movie. I've never seen it in a movie theater either with people. Yeah. I saw it in VHS. I, oh, yeah. I rented it when it yeah. came out on yeah. VHS from Wegmans. I saw it just too many years later and it didn't work for me. So I feel like I need to now come see it in the correct setting so that it yeah. will actually work on me because I know all the like references to it yeah. and my parents basement apparently mm. looks like according to Adam like looks like yes the end. that's <laughs> that is also a fact that yeah these if you see that you remember the end of the Blair Witch Project yeah that is exactly what Matt's parents house their basement looks like that Matt's parents are listeners terrifying. of the podcast too so <laughs> quick shout out we love your basement <laughs> <laughs> so creepy, much spook. There's, there's no Blair witches down there. No, it's fine. That You'll you survive. <laughs> you probably will survive if you go down there. But I don't, who's to say? Who's to say for certain what will happen? Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm just like that. Just looks like home, and that's everyone else true. is like, absolutely not, Matt. That's terrifying. <laughs> like that looks normal to you. <laughs> uh, but that's really cool. That's the first movie that you saw, and I like being able to show movies like we showed uh, Being John Malkovich in this series so a movie that played at the little 20 years ago mm-hmm. and we have people that come up to me like I saw it at the little 20 years ago so it's so cool to bring it full circle yeah, awesome. um, and then show it in the theater you can compare the experiences hopefully they're both amazing who knows <laughs> <laughs> who knows what will happen um, so the other one that we're showing in October is coming up October 5th 10.30 a.m. You're like, Scott, why is that a Saturday morning screening? That's too early. It's because we're bringing it back. The Nostalgia Factor, a Saturday morning cartoon. We're showing the Iron Giant, which <laughs> I know we have two fans of. Uh, yeah, Love just tell Man. us a little bit about your thoughts on the Iron Giant. <laughs> um, it's director uh, Brad Bird, um, who I feel like modern audiences know more from The Incredibles. Um, but has, you know, just like quite the voice and the force in like modern animation. Um, and I feel like the Iron Giant, which we, we rewatch every couple of years because it's such a, a, it's, it's almost a perfect film. Like, honestly, like it is engaging and it's tender. Um, it has such amazing messaging in it for like, like for like a kid's film. And again, I'm very much an advocate of the fact that not all animation means it's for kids. But, like, The Iron Giant is very much a family film. And I feel like it has a message that just gets – resonates more now even than I think when it first came out. And I'm not going to say what it is. Just come see it and find out. That's fair. um, It's – again, it's just, like, it's an interesting, like, mix of things. There's some really interesting early um, CGI animation, you know, uh, in it. And uh, that mixes with the two-dimensional 2D animation, hand-drawn. Um, it's got a delightful Michael Kamen score. Like, it's just, Michael Kamen didn't do a lot of, like, family-friendly films, and I feel like it's just, it's gorgeous. I love the, like, it's it's one of those movies for me that I, 
feel like anytime I talk about it, it sounds insane because I'm just so effervescent about it because it it's it's literally just a, a warm fuzzy. I love I love it so much. That was a great pitch for it. And I, I knew I was right in uh in giving you the title as film score expert because look at that, you brought up the film score. I know Adam, you you have similar thoughts, right? Or at least you have the yeah, feeling that you I will the yeah, movie. echo everything Matt says and I also, it's been great to see because when it first came out, nobody went to see it. Like it kind of came and went with little fanfare, and it's just been so awesome to see people discover it between then and now. Because I feel like it's built up. Yeah, this it's beloved by so many people, and that's because it, they discovered it after the fact. And so it's as someone who loved it then, it's been so rewarding to be like, yes, uh, it makes me so happy to see people you know, discover it and realize how amazing it is. It's yeah. a movie that if you don't love it, it's because you haven't seen it yet. So just come <laughs> see it and then you will love it. And then it's like a whole door is cracked open into your world and then you're just happier. I'm using there. that as my promotion for it. That's great. <laughs> if you don't love it, you haven't seen it yet. Something about a door opening and loving it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's gonna paraphrase everything I say now. It's perfect. I love it. Yes. And, then, and then cats in there. I don't know, that's weird. <laughs> Matt Deturk sounds insane. Is the subtitle for this podcast? Your next title, Insane Man. Matt Deturk joins us on the podcast. <laughs> but I do like uh, showing a family-friendly film. We, we yes. sometimes don't get to do that as much at the little. We yeah. we tend to show more mature R-rated films. So it's nice to be able to bring some kids. And of course, little popcorn is the best breakfast food. Doctors <laughs> yeah. and scientists confirm. Firm that it's healthy, it gets you going. Most important meal of the day, little popcorn. It's fact. You don't need a fact checker for that. <laughs> uh, so that's and actually one more thing that you'd mentioned was how it was not real popular when it came out. The Iron Giant. A lot of these movies that we've been showing in 1999 were not popular when they came out. Um, Office Space, Fight Club, uh, like you said, Iron Giant. There's so many of them uh, that later got a following, whether it's through DVD. Or whatever the case was, you know, Office Space is one that's on Comedy Central a lot, yeah. uh, which is so interesting to see these movies now become something that we could show 20 years ago. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, of course, Office Space, Iron Giant, Fight Club. Uh, these movies, you know, they really resonate with people. Uh, an interesting fact, I, I think it was popular when it came out, but the I, I think the biggest crowd we had, the most popular one so far in the series, was not The Matrix, was not Fight Club was not being John Malkovich. It was 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm. I was so sad to miss that. I think yeah. I saw your or someone's picture from it, and I was like, ugh, I was so happy. So many people <laughs> showed up for it. Like, so so much fun. Which is like, it's a classic. And, and I like, there's so much flexibility there. I mean, like Toy Story 2 came out in 1999, but mostly it's it's original movies, and we're showing such a wide range. Like, The Matrix mm-hmm. isn't anything like uh, Rushmore or 10 Things I Hate About You or Office Space. Like, there's so much diversity in there. And then later, so in November, we're showing Election, and then we have a 35-millimeter print of Boys Don't Cry. We're going to have a panel discussion. Uh, December 3rd, uh, we have a th- another 35-millimeter print, Three Kings. Um, which I know not everyone in the room has seen. <laughs> we talked about this beforehand. Who, who could it be? Who could not have seen this movie? Which is fine because I uh, sometimes I do the intro for every one of these movies. And I've asked before, even a movie like Matrix or um, Fight Club, I'm like, has, has anyone not seen the movie? And there's always a couple people. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, some people were really young then or, you know, we each have our own pop culture blind spot where it's yeah. something where you're like, everyone's seen that, but you're like, I haven't seen that. Like, everyone has something like that. Yeah, that's, um, I feel like, there's always some huge guilt ones in there. 
tying it back to fall movie preview is like for me, like I'm interested to see Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, but I have neither, I have not read The Shining. I haven't seen The Shining, like which I've always wanted to see, and I've just never been like tonight's the night. Like <laughs> so, I'm wondering like, do I need to have read or seen The Shining before actually seeing Doctor Sleep? So I don't know. But it gives you a good excuse to either read or see it. I, I, Absolutely. I mean, The Shining is one of my favorite horror movies. I know. Like I know. And you probably uh, get people all the time like, what? You haven't seen it? But again, we yeah. all have those pop culture blind yeah, spots. That's usually me. <laughs> Saying that to him. Every time he reminds me, he has never seen it. I'm like, what? How have I not made you watch it yet? So yeah, maybe this is the finally the year. But that's kind of a good thing. Then you're in for a treat. I mean, maybe yeah. you won't like Stephen King didn't like it when it came out. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. but most I, I think it's it's great. I haven't read yeah. the book though. Yeah. Um, which I would like to do. I I think the book and the movie are completely different. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I say, yeah. It's been years since I've read the book, but yeah, they're quite a few changes <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for tying it back in you're like this is going off the rails someone's got to rein no, this no, in is the host not going to rein this in i will do that cats you <laughs> realize that has to be like a recurring thing now every time you're on the podcast from now on you have to find a way to work in cats <laughs> which is the weirdest thing because i don't know cats it's That's not like what makes it that right. makes it more amazing yeah. It does not make it less amazing. Uh, so the only other 1999 one we have, uh, speaking of cat, it doesn't have cats in it, Magnolia. <laughs> there is another animal I could go speaking of. I don't want to get too spoilery. Uh, but yeah, Magnolia, December 16th. That'll be the final 1999 movie. I, f- I feel that was a fitting one to close with. And December yeah. 16th is still technically fall because fall goes until December 21st. What? Yeah. Really? That's the first day yeah. of winter. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. That's so late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be buried under snow. I'm like, it's fall. Yeah, so Star Wars is going to be a, a fall movie. We are not getting Star Wars at the bottom, by the way. Sorry. Sorry, people. Uh, so anything else you guys want to add about, about the fall movie schedule, about Anomaly, about your lives? Do you want to just just chat a little <laughs> more? Just, just share. Just like, <laughs> use this as therapy time. Right. <laughs> um, I guess I would just say in general is that um, while – uh fall movie season you know in the grand scheme of things like you know has the notable moniker of being award season and i get it absolutely 100 percent. fall movie season though is just like just like fall beer season or fall food season it's like my favorite season like we just get so much good interesting crunchy stuff like <laughs> that just mixes genres not just because we're doing a genre film festival but i mean like just across the board i don't know i just feel like we get so much interesting stuff so i love fall i love fall in upstate new york love fall movie season just very happy i just wish fall, fall would yeah, last longer just really yeah, happy fall. fall is the best that's really the thesis of this podcast is yeah fall is great <laughs> we clearly agree uh one more time uh where can people find information at anomaly film festival or get passes see the schedule etc what's the uh, website uh, anomalyfilmfest.com and Anomaly Film Fest on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. We have an email newsletter. Full Festival Passes are currently on sale. It's all off the website. There's great content in social media, too. I <laughs> strongly urge you to follow it. It's good stuff. I, I enjoy it. Uh, thank you so much to my guests, Adam Lubito, Matt DeTurk. You guys are the best. We always have a blast with this. Hopefully everyone has at least a kind of a fun time listening. <laughs> 99% of people have turned us off by now. Probably. If you're still listening, yeah, you too are the best, and you should come on the podcast because I feel we'd be friends. Scott at the little.org, email me. You can be on the podcast too. Uh, so, again, thanks to my guests, Movies in a Microphone, 
brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. (laughs) (laughs) And play us out. (laughs) Little Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.